I hope I needn't elaborate too much why I think it is that uh, population matters in the world. These are the kind of topics which are normally cited when, when thinking about well, population, its challenges, its problems, its opportunities, it's not all problems after all. Pressure on resources, a very obvious point when uh, world population has, has reached now 7 billion and is increasing by um, 70 or 80 million people per year. A diminishing number, of course, but nonetheless it's still quite a challenge, particularly when global population is almost certain to add another 3 billion to that 6 billion with all kinds of questions as to the adequacy of, of resources. Water, particularly in global climate change, but also food uh, and, and other aspects of, of, of resources later on. Problems of security, because this growth will, will not be equally d uh, distributed between different parts of the world. Some parts of the world will grow, other parts of the world will shrink. The balance of power, therefore, will correspondingly change for demographic reasons, as we will see. Urban growth is, is remarkable. We already have mega cities of 20 million people. Um, these are going to grow even further in due course, and one wonders just how far they can grow before certain aspects of the infrastructure start breaking down or their governance starts breaking down or other security problems arise of a kind which we can already see on our television screens from time to time. <coughs> there are also broader problems. Um, as you will discover over the next two terms, there are some fundamental aspects of demography uh, uh, about which we are still ignorant. We don't really know why people in educated societies go on to have babies. We don't know um, how long we can continue to live longer and longer and longer and longer, which is what we are doing in the developed world at the moment. It seems to be life without end, in, in a way, or at least survival and old age without end. Anyway. What we think we know is this. We know, of course, as you all know, that all population projections are always wrong. Um, this may, of course, be a statement which, which you, you may think requires me to leave the stage at once and leave you to go on with something more amusing. Um, the problem is this, that they're, they're always wrong in detail. I don't think that matters as long as the approximate picture is about right. And there are various ways in which it is usually right, as I, uh, I hope I can go on to explain. And I put a lot of money on these propositions that follow. And the 3 billion increase in world population, almost inevitable. Um, almost all that increase is going to be in the developing world, not the rich countries. Almost all of it in cities, not in the countryside, where in many countries, even poor ones, population growth in the, city, in the urban area, sorry, rural areas has ceased. Um, all birth rates will either stay low-ish, around about 2 or not more than 2, or, or get lower. And all populations, almost all populations, are getting older. Those, I think, are some certainties uh, for, for the future. Um, and what this means is, of course, that we have two problems at once in demography. Uh, you're accustomed, I'm sure, to reading in the papers, um, uh, first of all, about rapid increase in poor countries, about how that problem has been replaced by the problem of population aging in richer ones as a consequence of low birth rates. Uh, and uh, media attention being what it is, uh, the first problem is, as we're displaced by the second problem. What the media have got to realize is you can, ha you can actually have two problems at once. And we do have two problems at once. We have rapid growth in the poorest parts of the world, particularly in tropical Africa. We have rapid aging and decline in richer ones, Japan, Russia, Ukraine, most of Eastern Europe, uh, uh, Germany, and elsewhere. What we know we don't know uh, are these things. We don't know what the effects of global warming or global climate change, I should call it, on population are going to be. Um, 
the general expectation is that these, these, these effects will be deleterious, possibly highly deleterious. If they make uh, already hot and arid countries even more hot and even more arid, it may make part of them incapable of sustaining any kind of human agricultural output and therefore provoke um, either um, uh, uh, higher death rates or mass migration or some combination of, of difficulties of, of that sort. Um, on the other hand, of course, uh, other parts of global climate change make areas wetter, as we've seen probably uh, this summer in England. That may be the future for the climate in this country, thanks to this miserable uh, jet stream whose displacement by, by Arctic warming you'll have heard all about in the papers. As I mentioned, we don't know why people in your kind of status, highly educated, uh, knowing about family planning, ever bother to have any children, given the enormous expense, um, given the 20 years of partial house arrest which it involves, uh, and all the rest of the inconvenience uh, to one's career uh, and, and fun. And also we don't know um, when the increase in lifespan, which we're experiencing one year after the other, is going to end. Every year you live, you get a bonus of two or three months extra life. Um, and, and this has been going on for the last 20 or 30 years in countries like ours. One of the reasons why I've been so cocky about, about being certain about the, the, the level or the approximate level of future population growth is what you might call the demographer's friend, which is population <laughs> momentum. That is to say... What happens in population is to a very considerable extent determined by their existing age structure. Um, and that, of course, is, is relatively unchangeable in the short run. Um, two examples here. On the left, uh, you have got... See if I my little toy work. Uh, yes, here we are. On the left, you've got the population pyramid in Uganda. That's in 1991. It's uh, more than um, uh, 20 years ago. It's still very much the same, except it's much wider uh, at all points. Now, about almost half of the population of Uganda is aged under 15. Um, um, if the ladies of Uganda, who presently have about six children each on average, decide uh, tonight to have not more than two babies each, the population of Uganda would still more than double. Um, that's because um, uh, there are so many potential young mothers coming on stream um, for the next 20, 30, 40 years that they will generate uh, more and more babies in proportion to the numbers of new mothers, even though they're only having two each. So, so that momentum is, 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 is guaranteeing, underwriting, very substantial population growth uh, unless the Ugandan government adopts a sort of Chinese one-child or half-child policy. That would cut down momentum. Nothing else is able to do it. Um, in Italy, the, 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 there is negative momentum. Here we have Italy in 1998. It's even worse now, as you can see. Lower birth rates have produced smaller and smaller numbers of young people coming on stream. That means that if the ladies of Italy decide to have two children each um, from now on, from tonight onwards, as opposed to their current output of roughly 1.3, 1.4, then the population of Italians in Italy will still continue to decline for the next 20 or 30 years before stabilizing at a lower level. The Italian population itself may not do so because, of course, there's large-scale immigration into Italy. But of Italians, the number um, has been shrinking for some time and will continue to shrink until such time as the ladies of Italy decided to have their two-child quota, which is the kind of replacement level in low-mortality populations. So there, there, is, um, there is some underpinning to my rather um, strong comments about what's likely to happen here, there, and everywhere. Nonetheless, uncertainty remains. Um, these are the latest United Nations projections of world population. Um, demographers always hedge their bets and produce a central projection, which they think is the most likely outcome of uh, future developments in, 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 in population uh, birth rates and population death rates, and also say, well, maybe it'll be higher, maybe a bit lower. Um, and uh, here we have the medium variant, so-called, uh, which is this... Uh, 
Yeah, this blue line here, that's what the United Nations thinks is going to happen. Here are the, uh, the, 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 the 10 billion people um, coming up from, from uh, about 3 billion back in 1950, uh, from today's uh, 7 billion in, in, in 2012, um, um, probably leveling out at about 10 billion, but it might be higher or lower. If birth rates decline more slowly than the UN supposes, then, then this, this, this is their estimate for the, the, the likely um, upward level of, of population size. If uh, birth rates decline faster, or if death rates go up unexpectedly, then this, this one here is what they think may happen. Note, incidentally, that this one uh, includes population decline on a global level. Um, um, most of my colleagues believe that global population will actually be declining because of generally falling birth rates by about 2060, 2070, hopefully, therefore, uh, in, within your lifetimes. Um, and that really is on the cards. It's already happening um, in populations totaling 500 million people in, in Russia, in Ukraine, Eastern Europe in general, Japan, Germany, uh, and elsewhere. Uh, so uh, population decline may be a very interesting global phenomenon. Not everywhere, of course, but overall on average. Uh, and this is the, the, um, um, uh, the average figure. If things continue as they are, if there's no change, further change in birth rates or death rates, um, this is what will happen, uh, uh, an exponentially increasing population um, a la Malthus um, at constant rates going up to 25 billion by the end of the century and then uh, uh, in, into God knows where in, in the longer term future. That is not going to happen for one reason or another. Very briefly, to, to note that while those are so-called deterministic projections, you, you have the age structure, you choose um, a rate of change of the birth rate, a rate of change of the death rate, and you make a projection in a way that we will do uh, later on this term, and you get a, a particular specific result. If you introduce an element of uncertainty, a stochastic principle, into population projection, so there's a chance element in the variation of birth and death rates, then you get a so-called probabilistic projection, which is becoming very fashionable in demographic circles. And they give you a, an increasing wide, widening range of possibilities as time goes on. Naturally, the further you go into the future, the greater the level of uncertainty. Uh, and this fan-shaped diagram illustrates this. Uh, the, the, um, uh, the average median uh, level of, of population here, according to my, my colleague Wolfgang Lutz and his associates um, in Vienna, uh, is here in, in the red line. As you see, they think it'll be declining from about 2070 onwards. Um, but th these, these colored bands in indicate um, increasing uh, uh, levels of uncertainty as to where the population will be. And of course, as you go into the future, this uncertainty gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Not terribly useful for planners, because it doesn't really tell you what <laughs> the demographers think is going to happen. But it does underline the uncertainty of population projection and the way in which estimates expand uh, in uncertainty as you look further and further into the future. More interesting, perhaps, than looking at the global total is to look at the regions. And the regions, of course, have their, their own specific age structures and their own specific patterns of birth and death rates, as you might imagine. Um, low birth and death rates in the rich countries, high birth and death rates um, in the poor ones, but always, nowadays, much higher birth rates and death rates, because death rates have gone down everywhere, thanks to modern medicine and, and development. And you see at the bottom here the lines of, of, of Brazil, of the USA, of... <coughs> excuse me. Japan in grey showing a decline. Um, um, India, the pale blue line, surpassing, surpassing China um, in the not too distant future, but, but then projected probably to, to start declining before the end of the century. China itself um, in, in red 
um, almost certain to start declining by about 2035, even if the one-child family policy is reversed, which is likely to be, uh, being overtaken by India as the world's biggest population around this time. Uh, but sub-Saharan Africa, which of course is not one country but many, um, uh, where birth rates remain very high, declining only slowly, um, scheduled to become the world's biggest major region uh, by far. Uh, by, by, um, by, by mid-century, um, with um, no clear uh, pattern of stabilization even by the end of the century. Uh, it is assumed that population in tropical Africa will, will eventually stabilize, or have to for one reason or another, uh, but it's not really in sight yet. And as you can see, um, the demographic dynamics of the 21st century are going to be increasingly African, going from quite small numbers um, back in 1950 um, up to, uh, um, what's this, about three and a half billion uh, by, by the end of the century, in a global total of about 10 billion. About a third of the world will be African by, by the end of this century on these assumptions. Now, they're not likely to be hugely wrong, uh, short of some cataclysm. These are just a, 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 a list of some um, countries which are projected to, to grow fast and those projected to decline substantially. Um, this PowerPoint, by the way, like all of them, will be available on WebLearn. So uh, there's no need for you to try and scrabble desperately to write these numbers down if, if, if uh, 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 that's not, not necessary. Just, just pick up the, the point that some countries are still growing very fast. Most of the ones in, in the left-hand block, as you see, are in tropical Africa. Um, Mali, Niger especially, projected to increase four times by the United Nations just by mid-century. Um, uh, despite the fact that, as you see in, in the papers quite often, Niger is in a terrible uh, situation from the point of view of, of its, uh, of its sustainability. And overall, uh, those populations increasing about three times from their present size between now and mid-century. On the other side, countries in population decline, uh, mostly in, in, in Eastern Europe, also increasingly some in the Far East, the, the ultra-developed countries of, 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 the, of the Far Eastern um, industrial areas, uh, Japan, uh, Korea, Taiwan, uh, either already in population decline as Japan is or about to tip into it as uh, Taiwan and South Korea are going to do with very severe levels of population aging. But these are in a very much more prosperous situation uh, than some of the countries in Eastern Europe like Romania uh, and Bulgaria, where the situation is very much worse and where death rates are considerably higher. Um, the, um, uh, the population aging in Korea and Japan is made even worse by the extraordinarily long life of people in Japan arising out of their, uh, their diet and uh, social homogeneity and all the rest of it. What's certain is the demographic future is not European. In the past, Europe in the broad sense, Europe, uh, from, from uh, Iceland to, to, to the Urals, has been about a fifth of uh, world population. Um, uh, that was true until um, sometime uh, towards the end of the last century. Uh, that's going to change. Uh, Europe's population is likely to end up uh, as about 7%, not 20% of world population. Um, it's difficult to see how this can come about without a very considerable uh, alteration of, of, of global economic power, military power, political influence, and all the rest of it, some of which we are already beginning to see. Um, and uh, what, what, we, what we've got here is sub-Saharan Africa, um, again in blue, um, um, China again in red. Uh, Europe is, is this, Europe in, in the broad sense, <coughs> Um, excuse me, is this uh, um, grey line here uh, with, with the red squares on it, um, as you see, more or less levelling out there, still growing somewhat, partly because of population momentum, uh, partly because of, of um, immigration from overseas um, and scheduled to, to decline uh, slowly. By uh, marked contrast to North America, 
um, which continues to grow um, uh, considerably, uh, as we will see in due course, thanks to high birth rates and uh, thanks to immigration. There's much talk, as those of you who read The Economist and other papers will have noticed, uh, about the, the, the way in which um, the vigorous um, uh, populations of North America are, are, are overtaking, in every sense, demographic, economic, political and everything else, um, the, the aging populations of so-called old Europe. Um, and this is uh, um, somewhat true. The USA medium variant projection here in green shows the U.S. already exceeding its first 300 million, which it did uh, a few years ago, um, heading for uh, its first um, half billion uh, by mid-century, and possibly going on to add uh, another half billion uh, by the end of the century, um, partly because its birth rate remains quite buoyant at about two children per, per woman, and therefore momentum keeps on uh, driving the population up, partly because, of course, it's tended to hoover up large parts of the population of, of Latin America uh, and also Asia. Uh, immigration in, into the U.S. Is, is roughly about a million people per year, although from Mexico that's curiously gone into reverse, it would appear, very recently. Europe, of course, or at least the European Union, keeps on growing um, by adding more countries. So while, while the United States has the same territory and has more people, um, the European Union um, uh, adds more territory and more people. Unfortunately, the additional countries, from, the, from a population point of view, from the point of view of any kind of population race, the countries which the European Union adds to itself are a dead loss from the point of view of population growth. They tend to be relatively poor countries in Eastern Europe, where death rates are relatively high, where birth rates are very low now, um, uh, 1.2, 1.3 children per woman, um, and, and therefore they merely add to, as it were, future um, projected levels of population decline, unless something interesting happens there, which it may. Um, the Americans, not unreasonably, given the complexity of, of, of um, uh, three dozen European countries, are rather prone to talk about Europe as though it were one place. Well, there's no such thing as Europe, demographically speaking. It's highly varied. Um, in the northern part of Europe, uh, Scandinavia, here, Ireland, uh, possibly France, if you call that a, a northern Europe, birth rates are quite robust, as close as is likely ever to be reached to a replacement level, that is to say 1.95, 2.1, uh, something of that, of that kind. Um, and consequently, northern Europe is projected to grow, that's the brown line um, at the bottom, partly because of its uh, fairly buoyant birth rate, partly because um, of uh, the level of migration, which, which uh, 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 contributes very substantially to population growth in Britain and in Scandinavia, less so in France. Um, Southern Europe uh, projected to, to, to uh, level out and, and decline. Um, Western Europe, which includes uh, Germany and Austria and countries of that kind, projected to decline. Some of them already uh, starting to decline. Eastern Europe, markedly uh, declining. Um, especially since the, the end of communism uh, in 1989-1991. Um, uh, it's, it's been downhill ever since in terms of population size. Not much immigration, um, although there is some to, to Russia. Um, uh, birth rates well below the replacement level. Uh, death rates relatively high for European standards, shockingly so for males uh, in Russia. Um, and so... Uh, partly because of, mostly because of this, this major effect of decline in, in Eastern Europe. If you, put, if you add them all together and, and create something called Europe, you tend to get a very stagnant-looking um, looking population pattern, um, which gives a rather misleading picture, I, I think, to some commentators, particularly across the Atlantic. Um, and... The, 
if you look even closer, if you increase the magnification even further and look at individual countries, you see some interesting things happening there. For um, the greater part of the 20th century, the population of Germany has been uh, by far the biggest uh, of, of, of any of the individual Western European countries, at about 80 million people, um, as you can see from, from here. Here's, here's Germany in, in, in red uh, up, to about, this is about, up to about 2008, I think, is this, this line here. Um, Germany's population has now slipped into decline. Uh, most peculiarly, um, um, uh, the UK in purple and, and, and uh, France in, in this dark colour here um, appear to be uh, engaged in a kind of population race, almost neck and neck, uh, to, to see who, who, who can be next, um, with the extraordinary idea that the UK population might actually exceed that of Germany uh, by about 2040, something which caused something of a sensation uh, in, in the newspapers when that projection was released. This is partly because the UK's birth rate is quite high and has actually been growing, as has most of them in Western Europe over the last few years, but also because immigration, especially since 1997, has been very, very high at about 150, 250,000 extra people per year in net immigration terms. So uh, um, uh, very major transitions happening in Europe. If these things come to pass, then of course it will have an effect upon uh, economic power, on political power, uh, on the balance of, of voting uh, in, in, in the European Union and all the rest of it on a sort of miniature scale, rather like the, the, the balance of power changing in the, in, in the whole of the world in the way that I pointed out earlier on. Uh, with poor old Italy uh, in green uh, going down. Um, Spain, incidentally, leaping up uh, in this rather unrealistic and, uh, and implausible fashion here. That's um, mostly because of an enormous influx of migration into Spain, which initially wasn't counted because most of it was illegal. When it was counted, uh, then, of course, it meant a big jump suddenly, an artificial jump in the population which was reported for Spain. Most of the people were, were there already, but they hadn't been counted as people. You see what I mean. Uh, hence the peculiar pattern of the Spanish uh, population curve. Even though, even there, though, um, the birth rates low and decline will be on the long-term uh, horizon. This is just a projection of, of UK population to, to underline the importance of migration uh, in, uh, in population growth in, in Britain and also in Norway and one or two other northern countries. The blue line is uh, the uh, Office of National Statistics central uh, projection, the, the, what they expect to happen, going from 63 million um, up to uh, an astonishing 85 million by um, 2070 or so. Of course, 2070 or so is a very long time in the future. All sorts of things can happen, um, particularly in respect to migration, because it is influenced, if only imperfectly, by national uh, population um, policies. And you know the present coalition government has, has uh, promised um, to reduce migration from, quote, hundreds of thousands to tens of thousands, unquote. Whether it can do so is the rise of some scepticism, but certainly it is... Uh, um, uh, made some changes of a, of a controversial nature, which you'll have heard about, no doubt, in respect of uh, overseas students, for example, um, to try and bring the rate of growth down. However, this is what's implied by, by recent figures. Um, this is what is implied if there are no migration at all, in or out. Uh, some increase, uh, even without migration, arising out of our old friend population momentum, and then the population going back to the present uh, 63 million in about, in about 50 years' time. So uh, no danger of population decline in the UK unless something really peculiar happens uh, in, in the, of an un unforeseeable sort. Very important, though, to realise, particularly in respect of migration, that migration can go down as well as up 
We tend to assume, not unreasonably, that forces repelling migration from poorer countries uh, to richer ones uh, are, are powerful um, and uh, difficult to reverse either by natural economic development or, or by um, uh, policies of the kind which the coalition, for example, is trying to impose at the present time. Nonetheless, migration does go down for a whole variety of reasons, political, economic, uh, and elsewhere. This is Germany, which um, uh, for most of the 20th century was was Europe's major importer of population. About a third of all international migrants to Europe went to Germany. About a third of all asylum claimants went to Germany. Um, um, but e even, even there, the, uh, the, 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 the pattern of migration was very much a roller coaster. Net migration uh, is the blue line, which uh, is, is, is this one here, um, as you can see, going, going up, uh, up and down. Here is zero, and, and here is minus, and here is plus, 100,000 uh, minus 100,000. Um, uh, peaking in, in, the, in the 1990s in a kind of crisis situation where about 800,000 people moved uh, into Germany, but now, as you see, going down to very much lower levels. Uh, and, and so, that therefore, um, of, of all the three components of population change, birth, death, and migration, migration is by far the most volatile and the one most difficult to incorporate into population projections, as this graph, I think, illustrates. Oh, we can ignore this one, I think. It's just a contrast between various pairs of countries in, in Europe uh, and outside. Perhaps the most amusing one uh, is, is this here. This is a, a, a comparison of the United Nations projections uh, for, um, for Russia uh, and for Uganda. Uh, this is uh, Russia here going down. Here is Uganda coming up from very low levels uh, to uh, allegedly overtaking Russia by about... Um, that's. Uh, um, sometime by the, the, towards the end of the century. Not really likely to happen, but uh, it, it may do, and it just shows the power of population growth when birth rates are, are six compared with one and a half. <coughs> the basic driver of population aging, which is one of the uh, major sources of, of, of economic and social interest uh, in, in, uh, in, in Britain um, uh, and elsewhere in the developing developed world is, of course, um, um, uh, birth rates. Low birth rates make populations older. It's very important to realize that. Um, uh, the major cause of population aging is low fertility, has been low fertility. It will become um, be replaced by higher, longer survival in due course uh, once birth rates have been stable at a low level for a long period of time, so the population age structure uh, stabilizes. Then after that, the continued improvement in expectation of life, if it, if it carries on, uh, will be the major driver of, of, of uh, population aging. But contrary to what you might expect, at the moment it's still um, the effects of low birth rates that, that, that cause population aging more than the effects of longer life, although this balance will change as time goes on. Um, and you can see here that there's considerable divergence between the birth rates of different major groups of, of, of countries in, uh, in, in Western Europe and the USA, rather in Europe as a whole and the USA. At the top uh, is the US um, with a birth rate round about the level of, of replacement, just over two. Here is uh, Northern Europe. Um, uh, creeping up to about two, Northern Europe, including Britain and Scandinavia. Um, Western Europe bumbling along um, at, at about 1.6 or so. Um, down here in, in the doldrums, and Southern Europe, uh, Eastern Europe, and the former Soviet Union in, in green, all <coughs> down at one time to about 1.3, 1.4, which, 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 if continued, would generate very severe levels of population aging, very substantial levels of population decline, which some of them are indeed already experiencing. But um, um, uh, it just emphasizes, if you ignore all the spaghetti around here, um, 
uh, this is very confusing. If you look at this, th this uh, relatively stable pattern over the last 20 or 30 years ago, A, it points out the enormous variety of birth rates in, in, in apparently similar European countries with all sorts of powerful implications for divergence uh, in their population size and their population ageing. Um, it, uh, it, it, it underlines the fact that there's, there's no such thing as Europe, demographically speaking. Um, it also uh, po points out that, generally speaking, what you read about in the media still, to a large extent, about Europe's falling birth rate uh, is idiotic, because uh, birth rates in most parts of Europe have not been falling since uh, the 1980s, for the most part, except for Eastern Europe, for all sorts of obvious crisis reasons, uh, and in general they've been increasing. This is creeping upwards slowly, this has been creeping upwards more substantially, the US has been holding, holding constantly, even down here, as you see, they've been going up rather than down. That's been brought to a temporary, probably temporary halt by the current economic crisis. If this graph were totally up to date, it would show a bit of a, dri a, 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 a movement down. Not yet a substantial one. We have to wait and see what happens. In theory, of course, economic crises do make people postpone births and, and postpone union formation. Um, just to emphasize my point, these are a number of uh, countries where the birth rate has been creeping up. I chose them particularly to make my point. I make no pretense this is a random sample. It's not. Um, this is to emphasize the point that birth rates do go up as well as down Denmark, France, New Zealand, US, Norway, UK, and others I could have put in. Uh, that would have confused the graph. Um, some countries, therefore, are heading for what can generally be regarded as uh, manageable levels of aging. Um, um, uh, that is to say, ones where, where sensible changes in pension age, sensible changes in uh, pension uh, structure, um, sensible changes in workforce participation can stop population aging being the economic and demographic catastrophe which the, which the press like to pretend it's going to be. However, uh, if the birth rate's right down at 1.2, 1.3, or, or even lower, as it is in Taiwan and Hong Kong and elsewhere, then it's much more difficult to manage that demographic problem by, um, e uh, by economic economic and political management. Uh, th th these are the, um, the lowest low fertilities of the industrial Far East of Japan, Hong Kong, uh, Korea, um, Singapore, uh, and Japan itself. As you can see, hovering not much more uh, over one. Some signs of recovery in some of them, no signs of recovery in others. Uh, the, the Taiwanese uh, total fertility rate is, is about 1.1 at the moment. Um, in Hong Kong, it's 0.9. Um, that really is a, a major demographic problem, which even their very powerful economies uh, may have some difficulty in, in surmounting. We will see. I mentioned that longer life was, 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 the, um, was, was the norm, not everywhere. Uh, some parts of, of Africa, thanks to the impact of AIDS, have been, have been very severely uh, put into reverse, although AIDS is now diminishing, generally speaking, as Simon Gregson, my uh, colleague who's an expert on these matters, will point out to you later on. Um, generally speaking, things are, are getting better, but again, it's highly varied. This is the distribution of expectation of life at birth around 2000. Um, uh, these, these are quintiles. Generally speaking, the, the darker, the better. So that those areas where, where, it's, where it's yellow or orange um, have uh, the, the, the worst survival, the highest death rates. Those where it's dark brown um, are, are, are the ones where, where survival <coughs> is better. You can see there's this very interesting gradient of, of survival going east and west. There's also one going north and south of a rather erratic kind, which is not so obvious in, in that particular map. But uh, lots of variation in expectation of life, even in the, the so-called developed world. Um, and here you can see the divergence 
of expectation of life at birth um, in different countries uh, from 1945 up to almost the present day, to about 2009, um, with um, the, the, the blue countries at the top are um, Switzerland, um, uh, Greece, uh, Japan, um, and France. Um, the countries at the bottom uh, are going, going down. Uh, this is um, this one is uh, let's see uh, there must be Russia I would guess I can't guess. yes this, this is Russia um, uh, this I think will be Ukraine uh, and this one probably Belarus and here interestingly we have we have uh, Hungary um, after this is a long-standing problem this is not just to do with the end of communism as you can see from the 1960s. Um, the, the trend of, of survival in all of these Eastern European countries diverged from that of the West uh, and, and generally speaking got worse. This is males where the, the position is much worse than it is for females. Um, once countries changed their social and political pattern and, e and economic structure like, like Hungary, uh, left the communist system, uh, abandoned state control, joined the European Union, you can see a marked change in, in, in uh, uh, in trend of, of survival. This is uh, Hungary's and also that of the Czech Republic, that of, of Poland, uh, the rest of Eastern Europe, which is no longer part of, of the communist bloc. Uh, their uh, expectation of life is, is improving at the same sort of rate as you would have expected it uh, to improve over the last uh, 50 years or so, uh, but, but uh, 50 years too late, or 50 years later uh, than is the case here. Same trajectory, but just a lot, a lot of the time to, to, to pick up. Those which are unreformed, for the most part, in terms of their politics and economics, um, uh, Russia, Ukraine and Belarus, are still stuck in this terrible, uh, really uh, um, uh, very deplorable level of high male mortality, which, which is a kind of mediocre third world level, of 62, 63, 64. Um, it's um, uh, about uh, ten, year, 10 years lower than the, the current world average, um, which is really quite extraordinary. Um, Expectation of life of birth going up in most other countries. This is uh, uh, repeating what I've done before. Um, let's turn back to population aging, these problematic aspects of population aging. Um, the, the effects, I think, are pretty well known. I've, I've listed them here. Um, there's, there's an imbalance, a growing imbalance, between that part of the population which is productive, which is active in the workforce, which is earning money, paying taxes, uh, supporting, therefore, uh, a state pension systems, uh, a growth in, in those who are less economically active, uh, consuming money, um, consuming uh, tax, uh, tax, tax revenues, and, and so on. On top of that, uh, there's the problem of possible labor shortages, uh, possible inf inflation of wages as a consequence, problems of finding the provision for care for the elderly in terms of getting people to do it, um, um, and, uh, or, and, and some claim a less creative older workforce. Well, of course, I'm deeply opposed to this notion of declining creativity with, with, with old age. It applies much more, it seems, to manual work, I'm glad to say, than, than to non-manual work. Um, the, the balance between different countries uh, between now and the future is likely to change a lot, as you'd expect from the very different pattern of, of, of birth rates, which we have now and expect uh, in the future. This is the potential support ratio. Potential support ratio is a very simple calculation. It's simply um, the, the number of people of nominally working age for every individual of nominally pensionable age. 
Um, so it's the number of people, roughly speaking, uh, between uh, age 20 and, uh, and 65, um, for, for every uh, one person who's age 65 and over, making a big assumption about workforce participation. But it's a, it's a demographic measure. Um, the, uh, uh, the current level is, is the pale blue. Um, the dark uh, color uh, is, 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 is uh, the projected level in 2060. And you can see that the, 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 there's, a, there's bound to be a halving of support ratio, even in, in countries or at, reduction by a third, even in countries where the birth rate is quite favorable, like in France and the UK, uh, halving in Japan, um, a, a major reduction in China and South Korea uh, over here on, on this side of the graph, um, showing that the, the severity of the population aging problem, which uh, those countries, particularly China, uh, is likely to experience. The problem for China being, as it's often said, that it risks becoming old before it's rich. At least these countries over here have got high GDPs per head um, and can sustain uh, um, pension systems which are quite expensive. Much more difficult uh, in China, despite the fact they're making some progress there. This is the pattern of, of population aging which we've experienced. This is for, a, um, uh, for Austria. It's typical of, of what goes on in, in the more extreme uh, cases in, in Europe and what will happen also in, in the developing world as, uh, as birth rates go down. Uh, on the left, it's 1969. This population pyramid, by the way, in case you aren't familiar with it, is a very basic diagram in demography. The, the vertical axis is age. Um, the, the horizontal axis is the number of peoples in each age group uh, on the left is males, on the, on the right is females. Uh, 1869, you have here Austria before the demographic transition. Um, uh, uh, likewise, in 1910, not much change. Big difference by 1934, huge chunks bitten out by the low birth rates of the First World War and a big chunk bitten out of the male population here. Uh, by the, the casualties of the First World War, um, and then uh, after the First World War, reduction in birth rates uh, generating the start of population aging. Um, 1951, uh, we have this, this uh, um, all these things have moved up. Um, the, the birth, death, the First World War is, is now um, considerably older. Um, we have another birth, death from the Second World War um, and continued population uh, aging from, from smaller birth rates. Um, and then we have the baby boom. Uh, 1971, no one forecast the baby boom, one of those things that uh, um, uh, takes demographers by surprise and makes us feel very embarrassed because we didn't forecast it. This uh, revival of birth rates, revival of marriage in the 1960s and 1970s, generating all, all these babies and um, generating a bulge. And the subsequent pattern of, of population age structure in many uh, European countries has been slightly like a python that swallowed a goat. Here's a goat uh, just having been swallowed. Here is the goat uh, having moved up the gut, as it were, um, uh, as time goes on, being replaced by the, the, the cohorts of, from lower uh, birth rate years. Um, and um, uh, here it is, just about to enter retirement. And of course, make much worse the pattern of population aging. We have this, this huge influx of people born uh, in, in the 50s and 60s who contributed very favorably to the workforce uh, when they were more youthful and improved support ratios, improved productivity and output. Then uh, uh, moving into the, uh, uh, the older age group, like here, this is 2030. Um, 
uh, making an existing pattern of population aging uh, much worse, so that the, the, the goat, as it were, has moved right up to the top of the, uh, of the gut. Eventually, like goats and pythons, uh, the, 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 that, that is removed, um, in this case, by, by, uh, uh, by death. Uh, so that the, 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 the baby boomers will be cluttering up the pearly gates uh, in, instead of retirement homes and hospital wards, to be replaced by a more even, if birth rates remain constantly low, to be replaced by a, 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 an even population ageing. We move, as it were, from Christmas tree shape that we had in, in, in uh, 1891 to a kind of coffin shape which is more appropriate for uh, the, the population uh, pyramids of, of countries uh, with low birth rates in Eastern Europe. Um, uh, this, this is like, like Austria, like Germany. It's worse in, in Eastern Europe, um, better, much better in, in, in Northern uh, and, and Western Europe. Um, and, of course, this is, these are drawn to a constant size because um, I'm using percentages. The actual size is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And eventually this narrow coffin shape will get thinner and thinner and thinner and eventually kind of disappear like the Cheshire Cat, uh, if, if, unless the Austrians pull their socks up uh, and increase their birth rate, which they don't know how to do. Um, here, here, is, here is UK population projection, a slightly different uh, pattern of, of pyramid, as you can see. Um, not the same proportion, so it's difficult to compare it, but you can see it looks slightly more healthy, rather obese in the middle, that's because of the projected level of migration. Other countries much worse. Here's Japan in 2000 and Japan in 2050. By the way, uh, this, which you often see in population pyramids, is not some peculiarity of, uh, of, of females. So there are lots and lots more females aged... 100 than are aged, aged uh, 99, is because that's the top age group. So everyone uh, aged 100 and above is piled into this, this top level. Um, and so really it ought to be shaped like that. Um, so that, that's, that's Japan, um, unless things change. And the Japanese projections are terribly pessimistic. Amazingly uh, pessimistic population projections published on uh, official Japanese um, um, uh, government websites showing the, the, the actual disappearance of the Japanese population by about 2030. They got the last Japanese uh, on, on their graph. Uh, this, is, this is gloom which cannot be justified. Things That won't happen. What will happen, I can't tell. I'm quite sure that won't happen. Um, uh, even worse in, 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 in Taiwan, I don't know if you can see this, it hasn't come out very well. Um, um, uh, this is the so-called transition from the bonus to the onus in demography. Uh, the bulge in, in the Taiwanese population, which they still got, uh, in, in 2010, here you see, is highly beneficial for the workforce as long as the infrastructure is there and the investment is there. A uh, very high proportion of the population is in uh, the, the working age uh, groups and therefore highly productive uh, with a small burden of dependency from the young and still a small dependency uh, uh, burden from the old. By the time we get to um, 2060, which is, I hope you can see it, this pale um, uh, shape here, uh, of course, uh, this, this current um, um, bonus has turned I I into, a, 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 into a penalty because all, all these um, people once productive uh, are now in the um, uh, retired age groups being replaced by much smaller cohorts of people um, uh, who will have to support them. Uh, hence, this problem of population aging. How uh, do you think these red dot things are I've been drinking? You can't hold them steady. However, um, questions. Can we solve this in the developed world by immigration? It sounds tempting, because most immigrants are, are in, in the middle part of life. They're, uh, they're aged about 10 years younger than the average uh, of the population into which they're moving. The trouble is that <coughs> it's a, once you start that, it never ends. 
This is the, the red line here shows the, um, the population size which you would have to have in the UK from immigration um, if immigration were um, devised so as to keep the potential support ratio constant at the present level of 4.1. As you can see, it would take the population from about 63 million now to about 110 million by the end of the century to 306 million by um, 2100 and then right up into the stratosphere um, and uh, uh, to, it become infinitely large. Um, and in fact, uh, if you try to do the same thing uh, for the Republic of Korea, if, by, if you try to contrive to stabilize the, the, the potential support ratio for the Republic of Korea by international migration, um, um, then we'd all have to pack our bags and go there because it would take a cumulative total of 6.5 billion people uh, to, uh, to preserve the support ratio in Korea by mid-century. That happens to be world population size. So I mean, that's a fantasy calculation. It's correct, but obviously it's a fantasy. It just underlines the impossibility of solving population aging by migration. You can moderate it. You can't solve population aging by migration. Uh, neither can you solve it by any other demographic means either. You can't solve it by higher birth rates. It makes it better, but it doesn't solve it. Population aging is a fundamental fact of population <coughs> maturity, um, and we've got to cope with it. You can't make it go away. Um, and uh, although I hate to say this, demography is not everything in this context. What also matters is the policies you've got um, for retirement age, the later the better. Uh, for workforce participation rates, the higher the better. Um, for uh, rational systems of pension, which don't give um, too high pension replacement rates to people when they retire, and so on. Put all those things together, as Jackson and Howe in Washington have done, and you've got an aging vulnerability index, uh, which shows Australia uh, coming out top, which it still is. The UK, since then, has had a really severe problem with its pension system and will not deserve that second rank. Nonetheless, uh, the US is not doing too badly, Canada not doing too badly. Curious enough, Japan, which you would have thought would be rock bottom, is doing quite well because its retirement age is so, is, uh, um, so uh, late uh, and its workforce participation is so high. France, where the demography is good, uh, stands worse because its retirement age is, is, is so early. As you know, Monsieur Hollande has uh, reversed Monsieur Sarkozy's uh, policy to, to uh, increase it by miserable two years to age 62 and put it back to 60 for some workers, uh, which is a very retrograde step. It should be getting on for 65, 67, 68. So for that and other reasons, um, France doesn't do as well as its demography would lead one to expect. Well, I must press on. Um, let's get rid of that. And um, yes, this aging thing will, will happen, of course, in the developing world as well. Um, um, it, it, it will hit China particularly badly. Uh, and this shows the, the um, um, population by age group in China and India by 2050. You can see the, um, uh, this large number of, of, of people in China moving into retirement ages and, and making the dependency ratio quite bad. In India, um, where the birth rates are uh, declining, the bulge will still be in the middle productive years. So if the Indian economy and, uh, and infrastructure can cope with this bulge of potential workers, it'll do very well uh, indeed. Um, although, of course, it will eventually age uh, the uh, same as China has done, although more less severely, but much later uh, in time. Um, we can forget the Russian Federation. One final point which is worth pointing out is, is not only are the demographic transitions in birth and death rates of a very intriguing kind with all these consequences for decline, growth, aging and so forth, but also of ethnic change. The populations of the developed world are changing because of the large scale of migration which some of them have received, notably the US. The United States is the first country in the Western world, the first country that I know of. Um, 
where um, the, what you might call the, the, um, the historically uh, um, uh, majority population of, 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 of uh, white Americans is going to become uh, a minority uh, by about um, 2040. Uh, this appears to be uh, more or less graven in stone, and this is the official U.S. Census Bureau projection. By about 2043, only about uh, 30 years' time or so, um, uh, all the minorities in America, the Hispanic minority, the Asian minority, the black minority, the Native American minority, uh, will together become more numerous uh, than, than that of, of uh, white Americans, white non-Hispanic Americans, I should say. And it is already the case <laughs> that the number of births to those populations uh, last year exceeded the number of births to the white non-Hispanic population, as the American terminology classifies it. Um, something similar happening in, in, in the Netherlands, projecting about 30% of, of first and second generation population of foreign origin in, in the Netherlands by, by mid-century. Similarly, in many other countries of Western Europe, as a consequence of migration. This is Germany, USA, Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, and Austria. A similar sort of rate of change, different sorts of levels, depending on uh, migration and, and when it started. Um, and one of the complicating factors uh, is, of course, that these categories of people, white, non-Hispanic, um, uh, white British, black Caribbean, um, and all the rest that, that, that are used in censuses and surveys and, and inquiries of various kinds, are not fixed. Not only can people change their identity, depend if, if, if they are um, asked what they think they are, and people do change their identity, uh, in response to questions, but also uh, people of mixed origin become more and more common as uh, sex and love start to triumph, as it were, over bureaucratic categorizations. Large, larger and larger numbers of people um, are uh, happy to say that they are of mixed origin. In the 2001 census in this country, there were 660,000 people uh, who, who uh, um, uh, said that they, they were of mixed origin. It's much larger in the 2011 census. We haven't got the final figures yet. Here are three famous ones. Uh, the chap on the left you won't, uh, you'll probably recognize. Um, this is our, 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 our prize racing driver, Mr. Hamilton uh, from, from Britain. The lady up there was, was um, um, a contender for Miss France. Um, um, and she is also a mixed race. She was actually dismissed from her competition for some piccadillo. And I imagine we'd all be pleased that she'd seek asylum in Britain from the cruelties of French bureaucracy. Um, but populations of that kind are becoming more and more numerous. Uh, they will. Um, uh, Eventually, if that continues, um, uh, fuzz the edges of all these categorizations of different sorts of people um, and, and, uh, and, and make ethnic classifications possibly meaningless and, and maybe redundant. So, a few concluding points. Population aging uh, is inevitable. We can moderate it. We can't, we can't stop it or, or solve it in the strict sense of the word solve. Um, in the different phases of demographic transition are going to generate um, a, a very considerable shift in population representation from Europe, from Asia, from Africa, uh, with major demographic losers um, and, uh, and uh, winners. Um, uh, in the very long run, this is going to make um, a, a big difference in, in, in uh, the power structures of the world, because in due course, as uh, poorer countries become rich, um, um, economic, military, and strategic rank will become equivalent to population size as it was in the past. Uh, the, the position of the, the, the rank order of the past will re-establish itself um, as wealth and power become um, uh, more evenly distributed across the different populations uh, of the world. 
There are still serious problems of, of fast growth in poor countries, as well as um, problems of, of ageing and decline uh, in, in some uh, rich ones. Um, one of the major uncertainties, which I think is, is, is a, a, a really big question mark over some of these graphs I've been showing you, is the possible effect of climate change on some of these populations, which appears to be likely to make things worse for some, much worse for, for, for some of those in, in tropical areas. Um, and uh, even without the incorporation of climate change the projections, world populations expect to be in decline after 2070. It may be that climate change will make it decline even faster than we expect. On that point, I will stop. Um, what I propose we do is have a, uh, a few minutes break, and then I'll resume um, uh, the, the second half of, of, of this rather punishing schedule at about five past uh, 11 or so, um, and end at about five, past five to 12. Thank you very much.